Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast this is rebellions bloom and the bad batch bitches are back today it is just i colton robertson and joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it is always a pleasure to have you unfortunately uh i got i got plans here tonight kyler's schedule didn't line up unfortunately kyler couldn't be with us this week I'm going to try and remedy that every other week. I'm going to try my best to make sure Kyler can be a part of this because uh, I missed my boy. I missed my boy and I was glad to have him last week, but I don't want it to be a one-off. I need him. I need him back. Yeah, no, no. It's, it is sad, you know, and I, I would much rather have Kyler here. Sadly, it fits the theme of the episode though. Um, the solitary, yeah. solitary so, clone. So we'll be in mood for the podcast. We'll That's be in, in crosshairs mindset. A it's little true. bit, um, or, so. or, or rather, he will, oh. and we'll, oh, and we'll, no. yeah. Oh, it's even worse. It's no. even worse. It's even then. worse. So, sorry, Kyler. Just know that your bad batch bitches are here for you at the at the drop of a pen. So just uh, let us know when we're there. But uh, any hoozle, let's talk the bad batch season two episode three, the solitary clone. It was a nice and simple one, very reminiscent of just a. Uh, a Clone Wars episode, if I'm being for real. This is what it reminded mm. it reminded me hardcore of the Clone Wars, mostly because, you know, clones versus battle droids. Uh, oh, yeah. Not only that, but what a weird framing to where I'm no longer rooting for the clones. Yeah. Isn't that it, like that's just some that's just some Star Wars storytelling right there, buddy. I loved that. So many different things were happening. Um, in this episode and then like also it's just really beautiful like oh my god it's insane to say the camera work of an animated show you know like but it's legitimately here like the legitimate camera movements or camera like pans and shots and and you know i guess the direction is just i guess probably a better way to sum it up but like right in specific, like the actual camera movements are insane, but like just the, I I don't know. I feel like just other animated shows just don't. They're shooting it like it's real, I guess you know, and then they're it's just an animated style, but it's like yeah. they're legitimately thinking if they had a camera there and set. Oh, I don't know. One hundred percent. Yeah, they go they go out above and beyond for this mm-hmm. show and this episode specifically. Like I struggle. To think of a single episode of any Star Wars animation that has looked better than this. Like, it it's, good. uh, it's insanely good looking. And like, from the jump, like, we opened on that planet and I was like, whoa, they did something different. And I don't know what that different is. The, the closest I could come to, because the, uh, the vibes I was getting from this planet Desix, which was an awesome planetary design. I absolutely loved the the way this planet looked. Remind me, gave me some Geonosia vibes, you know, some mm. very Attack of the Clones era type planetary mm. uh, environment. But uh, immediately with them and then some of the uh, new Stormtrooper armor we see. Ooh, yeah. Very, very Rebels-esque. It reminded me of like a blend of Clone Wars and Rebels animation at multiple Ooh. points, which made me go like, holy shit, what? Like, they won't do this, but what if the story of the Bad Batch like evolves animation styles to the point where it eventually gets to the Rebels era and it starts looking like that? That'd be fucking crazy. Like, what if they use that as a storytelling device as far as like time period? Whoa. 
you're you're blowing my mind here a little bit. I'm not. That could be crazy. Because the helmet, now that you're saying that, I got it pulled up here, and those helmets are like very Rebels-esque. Well, they remind me, like, uh, Rebels was much more influenced by the original concept artist for Star Wars, Ralph McQuarrie, which I think is more what this episode is trying to capture. It's not exactly going Rebels with it. It's more paying homage to the original concepts Hmm. put forth by Ralph McQuarrie. Because if you look up, like, Ralph McQuarrie's original Stormtrooper concepts, those helmets that they're, like, the new helmets we see are very, very much so similar to what we're seeing there. Because. Uh, uh, mm, okay yeah. Definitely. Yeah so like I was getting major Ralph McQuarrie vibes. Off of this whole aesthetic. That they had going over here on Desix. And uh, even like the governor. Uh, Groton I think is was his yeah. name. He yeah. looked. Even Rotten. he looked animated. A little bit differently. Than. A lot of the characters like face like facial structure wise same thing goes for like tawny ames like they looked yeah. a lot more rounded and a little bit more like rebels characters than clone wars characters which i thought Even was like, interesting like rampart kind of looks different than this general like yeah they're in the same episode but kind of there's different. something there's something yeah. there's something different about their animation style and i don't know what they're trying to portray yeah. there i don't know if it's like it's a different planet it's a different environment they're just playing with the animation a little bit more but uh i really really enjoyed it i loved loved the introduction of the character tawny ames uh the governor tawny ames her entire fucking vibe so fucking cool the uh the helmeted badass chick always always rocks who did she work with she said she had an ally or something yeah mina bonteri yeah, are uh, any of the it, this is all are these all just brand new? No. Uh Mina Bonteri was actually a character who appeared in the Clone Wars and oh. uh worked closely with Padme Amidala. She like name no? drops that she worked with uh Mina Bonteri on a uh petition to end the Clone War, end the war, and then the Chancellor voted against it and that's when she knew peace was never an option. I see. Uh, and me, I was like, as soon as she said Mina Bonteri, the, the name Bonteri just rang a lot of bells. And I'm also curious if she's not just Clone Wars, but maybe she's popped up in a novel at some point because that name was just wildly familiar. Uh, there were some other novel, um, like the Clone Trooper mentioned at the very end, CT or CC1225 or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like a novel. Um, CC1226. There you go. Um, one off. Dang it. Um, but so close. So close. there was that was only novel. I I, I remember uh, Yaduku was mentioned, which was cool. Of course, um, yes. Off rip. Love hearing that. Just that name pop up. Yeah, already three episodes in, and every episode has a little bit of a Duku sprinkle in there. You know, a lot of separatist, like a lot more separatist focus than the first season. And I know we got like that uh one episode on like Raxus. I think is what it was what it was called where they had to help like a very prominent separatist senator like escape mm. from the empire and like a droid sent them on the mission and stuff like uh I, I just remember that very like but that's all i can really recall in regards to like separatist type storylines and already three episodes in a row we got separatist planets sereno count dooku like mentions mm. of dooku three times in a row which is kind of crazy for some reason, this the voice actor or actress just like whenever she took off her helmet and started speaking, I'm like, this is I know this voice. I, I don't know. Like I felt like I know it in Star Wars though. Is the thing. right, um, which yeah, is no, she why it sound wildly familiar. Uh, but uh, it's probably just in a different show or something yeah i would um, but guess it's probably so. not credited on anything yet right yes like, uh, no, it's tasia valenza who was a voice in the phantom menace was a voice in uh star wars the old republic uh yeah she, she voiced a coruscant she yeah she voiced a coruscant female and a gungan female angela angela she Man. played a twi'lek at one point 
I don't know, man. It just felt more familiar than that. Like not a side yeah. character. Like I don't know. Ah, she voiced Shock T in the in the Clone Wars. Shock T, one of the Jedi, and it's several episodes of the Clone Wars that she voiced Shock T. So there's a very distinct possibility that that is the voice you're remembering. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like. Uh, I think it's probably that because I'm like, I don't know. The anim- it was. Ticking like every every box it was like Star Wars animation. I'm like, man, this is like I feel like it is Star Wars animation that I remember this voice from. Um, I okay, man, that that'll help me sleep at night now, a little bit more. Um, hmm, okay, interesting, man. But I guess is that is that the only uh, were those the only name drops that that happened this episode? believe I guess, so i guess i mean we got commander cody we got um, commander cody which was huge a very very uh very prominent character you know i loved i loved the arc that character took over the course of the episode especially from like the very get-go like when he first pulls up on crosshair and he's like uh crosshair and crosshair looks at him and he's like commander cody i didn't even recognize you and uh He's like, well, yeah, different colors, you know, no orange on me, just a bunch of black and gray. Uh, but whatever, whatever, like you can tell he's like feeling crosshair out. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's like, rumor has it that uh, the Bad Batch, you know, they all they all went rogue after Order 66. And he's like, you think that's surprising? He's like, no, not really. Not really. You know, y'all were designed to be different. Yeah, rumor has it a lot more clones are going AWOL. A lot of them are going rogue. A lot of them are disobeying the order. And uh, he's like, what do you, you, you into that? You, because if you're down, I'm down. You into that? Uh, <laughs> and Crosshair, you know, the whole like, uh, mm. yeah, then they are traitors just like the yeah. Jedi. And the way he just like looks down and is like disappointed. He's like, yeah. He's, Cody's like, yep. All right. Well. I guess all good soldiers follow orders. Yeah, you can tell it's wearing off on him. You can tell he's he's harboring guilt for what he did to Obi-Wan, which is like, oh, man, this shit hurt. This was such a good episode. You know, he related when we saw executed. Yeah, right. Because. Because like Palpatine told Commander Cody first and then Commander Cody then relayed it. To no, because they all heard it. They heard. Yeah, they like, all heard it. But I mean, like uh, Commander Cody specifically got a yeah. Commander Cody execute order sixty six. Oh no! Uh, and then just kind of yeah, and yeah, okay. Oh, and like the head cannon there that I run with. You know, like obviously we've seen a lot more. Like I doubt originally they were planning on being like. Oh yeah, he got this order specifically. Mm. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, but I think in retrospect, since we have seen other clones just get commence order sixty six, you could think Commander Cody. He knew Commander Cody was on a mission with Obi Wan Kenobi. He knew that bond would be harder to break, and therein he had to go. Oh. You, Commander Cody, commence order sixty six. That's better. Like, that's that's way better. Yeah. Ah. Uh. And like hurts, it hurts. Just because Rex wasn't told directly, can you can you imagine? You know if that is true, Captain Rex. Mm 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 mm. No. Or does Rex just have the stronger connection? In, in you know. Well, I think I think that only lends it itself to a to a further evidence evidence of the head mm. that like okay. naming him. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Like really seeped in the order and locked it in. It was like Commander Cody. He's like, "Oh fuck, that's me." Uh. Okay, <laughs> okay, that is true. Yeah, I I almost chose um Cody's um saying like, "Yep, well, good soldiers follow orders." Like his sarcastic yeah. version of it as my line. Yeah, right. Um, but I I think I'll save it for a little later. Yeah, um, there's, I, a good, uh, there's a few good. There's a few good options there for lines uh but i love just how simple this episode was you know being Mm. like uh and of course getting to crosshair and being like classic 
solitary clone. He's in his dark ass room. He does the classic sit up, sad imperial thing where he rests his arms on his knees and he bends over and he's like, fuck another day, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, that's a very classic imagery that we've seen with Crosshair. We saw it with Callus and Rebels. Surreal. Uh, and, surreal. And yeah. Like him getting up, just eating his cereal. It's like literally like the same thing as morning routine, just very bland, just doing Monotonous. the same thing. And nobody wants to eat with them even. Like Poor guy. Lowe's. Poor and, guy. And then he's like, all right, yeah, I've been cleared, thankfully. And, uh, oh, I'm not even commanding anymore. You know, he's like, damn. He's like, all right, well, who, who am I leading? What squad am I leading? And then he's like, oh, you uh, are not fit for that yet. Uh, and there's also the fact that Rampart now has clones. to suspect something. <laughs> he has that, to suspect something about yeah. Crosshair lying. Uh, that dude hates clones for one and knows that the rest of the Bad Batch is still alive. So he just hates him even more. He has, like, a vendetta against him. So it's like he hates Crosshair. Just, I don't know. It's it's such a weird, like, I feel so bad, like, for Crosshair, especially after knowing he spent 32 days there. 32 days what without getting picked up. What did this dude do? How do, you, how do you live? And how he still has to have his chip in. I think that's what this, I, like, how does he still fight for the Empire after 32 days? After his squad leaves him, after that all, you know, that was pretty, it was emotional even for Crosshair a little bit. And then 32 days later, he still fights for them. And then he, okay, the end of this episode could just be so that he's gaining the trust of the Empire so that then he can eventually do what he wants to do. So I, I don't. I don't really know where he stands right now, but I'm I'm a little more on the fence if he has his inhibitor chip in still. Um, where were you at the end of season one? What were you? Where were you like? I kind of believe that it was out, and this was just his beliefs, and it was just that's actually what he believed in. Um, I, I thought he actually opposite. got it out, but I, I, I don't think this episode kind of solidified that he still has it in for me. That's so funny because at the end of season one, I was like, fuck no, he still has it in for sure. Uh, I have no doubt that he still has it in. And then this episode made me go, huh? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. I like, you, that, that's he, so- you, you, you might think he does. Wait, hold on. You might think that he doesn't have it in now because of this yeah. episode. Yeah, like Whoa. we had the opposite. We had the inverse effect given what we previously thought. Uh, How did this episode make you not believe in? Well, because uh, there's just this uh, there's this air to him where there's this hesit there's more hesitation than there's ever been, and I know that could just mean he's fighting the order like order 66 but i there's also like there's just this weird resolve to it at points where like when he decides to kill uh kill tawny at the end of the episode mm-hmm. i don't know man there's just this like like that's my thing is that i just don't know i think he every single thing he did in this episode he followed every order to a T, every single order to a T. Although he was giving out a lot of orders this episode, he basically was the commander of this mission, if you look at it. But every order that was given him by Rampart, he did to a T, and this governor, fucking rotten, gr- rotten, yeah, yeah, rotten. I guess it's just he's just rot. He's a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's all I could think about while I was hearing oh, it. Like, sure. Just absolute dweeb too. Like he's an actual pussy. Like showing up. Like he's scared on the ship. Showing up. Like I don't know. Fuck this guy. Anyway, um, all time just hateable imperial. Yeah. I'd I mean, fucking it's hate too, this super guy. easy. Yeah, super easy. I forgot where I was even going because I hate this guy so much. We were talking about crosshair and him following orders and stuff. And that's right. Whenever that dude's eventually like kill the like kill her. Like I don't know what you're doing. Like I'm giving the order now. Kill her. The reason crosshair waits, I think, is because he's not the commanding officer in this mission. 
Fair. So he so since Cody, Cody doesn't yeah. take it out, Crosshair then takes it among or upon himself to do it, even though I think that's what he would have done if he gave if Crosshair was the commanding officer, I think he would have just done it right away. No, you know, yeah. I'm with whatever. you. Okay, but, yeah, you got you got me there. I'm 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 100 back back fully in the camp that he still has it. That's where I was coming into the season. This episode just made me go like because there was so much more still up in the air about him just mm-hmm. being like, I don't know how much they're lying. They're lying to him though. He definitely didn't get his shit taken yeah. out. Uh, and Rampart was like slowly testing him too. Like, how long did we leave you out there for? Crosshair, 32 rotations, and you're still good with and you're still fighting for us and he's like yep good so you know good soldiers follow order he's basically just you know like and any normal human would be like yeah no i hate you so much i actually probably y'all were right there y'all were right there you're responsible for the missiles in the first place and you knew i was in there they you were ready to kill me they knew he was in there and they were okay with it so like he still has his chip in and if he doesn't, holy fuck, this dude is just like, I feel even worse for him. That he, Or it's just like he's actually that fucked up and fascist. Well, there's that thing, there's that thing though, where like, there's also this side of it that could be, and I think I, I'm of the mind he still has his chip in, but to play sort of a devil's advocate sort of side of things. What if he fears he's in too deep now? Like he's done too much fucked up shit for it not to be justified. Like he feels he has to keep doing it. Otherwise, what was any of it ever for? Uh, okay. I can see. And then like maybe he's like, where else would he go? Where else can he do what he does? You know? Like, right. It, it, he doesn't. Every time that the Bad Batch would do something good, like on a good mission and help people out, he'd always be the one that was kind of like, all right, let's get to like, let's get, let's get back to making money. You know, like, let's get back to a mission that like we can actually do something with. He was always the one that was just kind of like, whatever. Like, I I just like to shoot and kill. Um, even like, I don't know. So I guess he's probably just, he feels trapped. It's it, yeah. I guess the like it's you're, you. You kind of have to stretch for if he doesn't have it in. I guess you know, like yeah, no, like I I feel like he definitely does have it in. Is where I I firmly sit. If he doesn't, though, there's a lot more mm-hmm. psychological stuff going on there. Like uh, there's a lot more like uh, he fe- like I think you saying mm-hmm. he feels trapped is really good. You know, there's also the fact that like uh, he is a clone. He knows he was born to fight. Uh. He knows he was born to serve, and therein he's going to continue to serve. And, uh, like, there's the, uh, like, the side of things where, like, mob mentality sort of thing, where mm. he's not the only one doing it, so it's not completely unjustified. Uh, in his mind, he's like, well, I'm, I'm not the only one doing it. I'm not the only one serving the Empire. Are we all wrong? Mm. Yes. Yes. You yeah, and maybe, and there's the added effect that he probably has to, like, prove himself even more because he is a clone. And, like, you know, they're getting replaced clones right now, like, slowly mm. but surely, like, and the clones are seeing that. You know, like, the conversation that the two clones were having at the beginning, um, like, about yeah, the bill. Yeah. They're like the, the defense draft. registration act. Yeah, and I think that's, like, so that anyone can sign up, you know, to volunteer for the Empire. Mm-hmm. and. They're like, yeah, well, I hope that doesn't pass for our sake. So, like, even the regs are, they're, they're of the no that they're possibly up for getting replaced. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure. Crosshair did, that's the thing. He proved that he is still a valuable asset. Holy shit. Like, that man oh went crazy on this mission. God. Oh my God. The, that's what I love. I love when they do that shit to, uh, <laughs> Like, cause Crosshair's got one thing. Mm-hmm. He could shoot really fucking good. That's like, that's like his whole thing. And I'm, I'm continuously impressed by how they can still make that fresh. Yeah. And still make that feel like, oh damn, this dude's hard. Like, cause at some point I, I, I feared I would get bored of Crosshair, like mm-hmm. of what he does and stuff. Like, cause you know, like I was worried whenever he started throwing the little fucking magnets out there, I was like, okay, well we've seen this. We know he can do this. All right, but then 
two bolts, takes out five of them, and you're like, what the fuck? He shoots straight down the barrel of a tank, and you're like, okay, Dude. okay. Dude. Oh, man. Yeah, and he's like, Commander Cody's like, I don't know what to do here. We're kind of pinned down. He's like, oh, just just run up there. You got it. I'll cover you. Like, I got you. This tank, nothing to worry about. It's just these droids that run it. They're stupid. I got it. It's not even a problem. And literally, like, he's getting fired at. He gets fired at three times. Just acts like it's nothing. Or, like, maybe twice. Just acts like it's nothing because he knows. Or like that- a tank. Yeah, because he knows that he just has to get the perfect, you know, line for it to even hit him. So yeah, he exactly. knows that he's good until that he knows he, it's not hitting him. And he knows he's going to shoot first. You know, he, well, that's like an added him. effect of his ability that I'd never even considered is that he can tell if someone's going to hit him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just, it's not just that he has perfect line of vision. Like he can hit a perfect shot. He knows if anyone has a perfect shot on him. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's a crazy aspect of his ability. I'd never even thought of. Uh, and it's like the millisecond that the shot lined up, you know, it was yep. so satisfying. Boom, boom, you know, like, and it was like, Oh, sick. And I kind of thought that that's he was going to be just back off in the distance, the whole episode, you know, just cause he's a long range sniper. But then as he goes in and like, he does stuff like inside that is like, I don't know, like they kept him very fresh. Um, like they're running in, they throw like a stun grenade first. I remember I literally said out loud, I said, give me one of the, like the, yeah. the nades that, that disable yeah. them. I literally said that out loud. And uh-huh. then like 10 seconds and later, how, yeah, 10 seconds how long later, it been since we saw a fucking droidica, man, oh, I loved seeing the droidicas. Man. Yes. And then like, Crosshair knows that, like, if you hit him with the popper, then then they'll go. But, like, I remember the Rebels episode where, like, they were taught to roll them in slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it it was showed, you know, like, shown in this episode that it bounced off. Like, they're like, Crosshair was like, yeah, hit him with the popper. It's all good. But then it's like, nope, you got to know the technique to roll it in slow, you know, which mm-hmm. which was sick. But then, like, the droid having the popper, like, stick to him and then he falls in through the shield in? slowly oh. and then blows up. That was like sick. Like that was dope. They're keeping like it's crazy how we can see the same droids, the same grenades, the same guns, but just done so many different ways. Um, like every time. And I don't know this this episode just had so many little things like that over and over and over. It was so good and like uh. Let's do some let's do some favorites cuz uh, I'm excited for this one. Uh as far as a favorite Let's start with scene. Let's start with scene. What's what what are you thinking there? You know, the one that jumps out at me is just the kind of the ultimatum at the end. Um yeah. that that uh god, Groton gives. Um hate just saying his name out loud. Um and I'm just seeing if any scene could beat that one. None and of them do. I'd that say is... if any of them do, it's it's Crosshair and Commander Cody at like that memorial wall. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's more of just like the shot. If we were to have a favorite shot of the episode, that I don't know. Just, oh, that shit was gorgeous. It was really sick. But I think it has to be the scene. It's just kind of the Groton's ultimatum, I guess, if you want to call it something. But uh, no, I'm with that. I'm with that. I loved. Uh... I loved Tawny, like, I think my favorite scene is that, but I think my favorite character is Tawny because of that scene. Uh, the whole rationalization of, like, uh, you know, Dooku saw this coming, and he he always knew this was going to happen. He saw the Galactic Empire coming, and I'm, uh, I can't, I can't let that happen. Mm. I, uh, I can't let that happen to my people. And then Commander Cody being like, we can do this. We can work together to make this happen. And that was the thing that made it hard for me to decide Tawny or Cody. And I decided mm-hmm. I'd give performance to D. Bradley Baker as Commander Cody. And yeah, that's, uh, I think that's the obvious choice for the performance here. Like Cody's lines, like he had to act, like play into the, the act, like when he was scoping Crosser out at the beginning, which was really cool. And then him, mm-hmm. like, um, in the, in the scene at the end where he's like, he lays down his gun and he's like, you know what? Like we have both fought this war. Like we, we have just done so much war. Oh my God. Can we just stop fighting, please? No more bloodshed. And they, they, I promised a peaceful solution. You did. I didn't. 
I was like, fuck this guy. Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, I went with, uh, D Bradley Baker for Cody as well for the performance. Um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a given there. But for my character, um, I did go crosshair. Um, good choice. And, you know, I don't, I don't agree, you know, with, with the decision crosshair makes at the end. I hate him for doing it. I thought that Cody was going to pick up his gun or, okay, I really thought, that either Crosshair was going to shoot Groton, and then Cody was going to be like, all right, yeah, your secret's safe with me, obviously. And like, it was going to be like, all right, cool. And it, it was going to be all good. Yeah. And then I'm like, nah, Crosshair probably wouldn't do that. And then I'm like, okay, maybe maybe Cody shoots Groton then. And when the when the shot was fired, I'm like, okay, Groton's dead. That's like what was in my mind the whole time. I did not think Tawny was going to die here. And then I I'm like, either. and then I'm like, wait. No, I'm like that. Should made no. me cry. I, that I'm should like, made no. me cry. I was um, like, no fucking way, because it's not like again. The performance was phenomenal. The little like death rattle she lets out whenever uh, she gets hit, like the uh, like, oh my god, that shit tore me apart. The way Cody reacts thereafter, where he's just like, like the shot of Crosshair turning around and walking out, and Cody kind of having to decide in this moment like this moment made him go all right yep i'm done there's no way i'm sticking around for this shit uh yeah and then and then outside whenever he's watching the imperial battalion show up and he's like looking at all of them he's he heard her argument about how they were trying to fight an imperial occupation they are not the bad guys they were not in the republic there's nothing like he's like holy shit we are the bad guys how about recording Daredevil not too long ago and having that, like, I'm not the bad guy. And, like, actually yeah, right. having Cody and Crosshair while they're walking, like, up. And that mom and, like, child that were there. Like, and he's like, mm. we're here to help. Like, basically, like, we're not the bad. Like, I'm not the bad guy. But obviously, you know, they're the bad guy here in the situation. It was like, I don't know. It was really just really cool to see. Um and Let me ask you, what do you think the significant? Do we have all our favorites there? Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but I didn't put my line, uh, but line. it comes from the scene of the ultimatum, and it's Tawny. It's her so much for peace. Peace was never an option, or I think it's is that what she says at the end? I thought it was so much for peace, and that right before she, oh like, yeah. literally right before she dies, was yeah. so much for peace, and like she, like she kind of accepts it, like she knows. Yeah, um, she knows she's done, and so that was. That was the line I chose from her, but she- I like that. Yeah, I was. I, I think I might flip that on its head and go uh, with Cody's line wherever he like re- when he reassures her like peace is an option. Like it's an option now. I think I think he says peace is an option now. Like, we can we can figure this out on our own. I loved I loved that from Cody. Unfortunately, you know, doesn't go that way. Mm-hmm. But I love that that's where Cody was at. You know, just because he's fighting for the empire. He still has the rational thinking to be able to think how we did during the Republic era. Like, we don't have to die. You don't have to die. Yeah, and it was interesting hearing him saying, like, uh, like to Crosshair, like, you make your own choices. You know, like, mm. you have to start making your own cho- And, like, I think it kind of got to Crosshair a little bit. I think, like, because his chip is in, that's that's no one would ever tell them that like that's higher up than them yeah what is the difference between us and battle droids yeah we make our own choices and i think it actually kind of got to crosshair because the thing is is if he still has his chip in it was definitely like revamped or like enhanced yeah it's like it was enhanced by the empire so like um i think it's it's kind of like in the way tech was thinking of pre-war for the first time whenever he was talking to hmm. um oh, Romar. Romar. I knew it started with an R. Romar. Um I think this is Crosshair's first time of being like, I can make my own decision. Like at like legitimately. Um so like I that's that kind of leads into what I was originally going with when I asked if we'd done all our favorites. I wanted to ask you the significance you think of oh okay never mind i think i i was i was gonna ask what the uh what the significance was of him waking up at the beginning of the episode in pajamas and not armor 
And then in the second episode, he like goes to he like goes to mealtime in his like pajamas, basically. And he meets Admiral Rampart and he's just got like the uh, the lighting in that scene where his eyes are completely shadowed and it's just the lower half of his face. And then later in the episode, and it kind of resembled his helmet. And then later in the episode, same time, same everything. He's armored up. And I think it's just because he got cleared for duty. It was like the first time he woke up. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like, what, is there some sort of significance there? Like that's his decision, but the office though, I didn't think about it looking like his helmet. I, whenever I saw it, I saw Palpatine's office, like the Senate, the long window Mm, behind. Um, and I don't know. It's just like a common, um, Coruscanti. Like not, not even like Coruscant, like a big boss. Um, you, you mm. like, you want a big window behind you so that you appear more intimidating to whoever you're talking right. to. It makes it like harder to focus out. It's like a psychology thing. So like, that's what I was thinking of whenever I saw the windows. Like, I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like Palpatine's office. And like, it's just Rampart's I way of being like a fucking that. control freak. Um, I loved the lighting in that scene yeah, though. Dude, like, uh, so good. Like the, um, just the cutoff at his eyes. You couldn't see his eyes. I was like, that's so effective. It was so good looking. Uh, did you end up saying picking a scene? Was I, same scene, same it, scene. It was you. the same. Okay. Uh, I yeah, yeah. I, I'm going same scene there. It was just too damn good. Uh, I absolutely loved it, and uh, it was more. It was less Groton stepping away and being like, "Kill her." It was more Commander Cody and Tani's conversation prior yeah. to that. That I was like, really, that really got got my uh, heart racing and blood pumping and stuff. I really loved that, but. Uh, yeah, man, I I loved this episode. It was another great episode. We have a fantastic track record in Star Wars of episodes of TV where the title characters are not in it. Uh, you know, the Bad Batch episodes where it's nothing <laughs> but like Hera Syndulla or Crosshair here. Or, That's true. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett where it's the Mandalorian and all of those. Like, uh, uh, they've worked rather well. They they always go pretty good. Um no, but this and, uh, this makes sense though. This was it was perfect. We got the first two episodes dropped at the same time when we got all the familiar people. But then one episode, it's Crosshair. He, you know, he isn't with the Bad Batch, so we can't be with them either. I felt I like mm-hmm. it actually worked. I, I think it's it, sol- solitary clone. Yeah. He's by himself. If yeah. we were jumping back and forth, I think the episode is weaker actually. So I think oh, I'm I'm definitely I'm very glad with with how they did things and I mean I, I I wouldn't call it a prediction but it was just kind of what I wanted out of this episode um and it's what I said like at the end and I'm I'm very glad that's that's what they decided to do uh, let's see of our other predictions okay yeah more we have really long term predictions I guess right now hmm. of Echo leaving and joining the rebellion well not the rebellion necessarily i guess because it's not formed but uh resistance some rebellion some rebellion faction some faction that would become the rebellion you know like uh is it i think he's oh, gonna join rebellion Rex. becomes the resistance not the resistance becomes yeah the wait yeah no you got it right rebellion becomes the resistance yeah so joins uh, the pre-rebellion <laughs> Yeah, the pre-rebellion. The Alpha Rebellion. like the, Which is yeah. where I also think Commander Cody... I think Commander Cody, Rex, uh, the two Martez sisters, and Echo will end up being kind of a, mm. a bad batch under their own. But uh, Okay. Any could be predictions very cool. that we want to leave off of this episode with? Um, I guess let's just firmly state chip. whether... Yep, yeah. I yes. think Crosshair's chip is in. His yeah. chip is in. Um the chip is in is is in i will i don't know i'm like 99 percent sure that's like where i'm at now if i had to put a percentage on um no i'm right there with you so okay i like that what what's cody's future do we do we know anything of where he ends up like in so it's like open for him huh very open Uh uh he doesn't make it out of this season. Uh oh. Commander Cody's gonna die. No, dude. Yeah, it blows. Uh if uh if he doesn't die, 
Long-term prediction for Commander Cody. He finds Obi-Wan and apologizes. Ooh. Because Cody, let's see. Obi-Wan is just, he's right now, like, is he still, is he, like, in his show time? He'd be on Tatooine. So he's, and then there set there right so like the events of Obi-Wan is there go, for a while yeah the show doesn't happen for another 10 years yeah so we're so he's on Tatooine so Cody just has to go to Tatooine which happens to be a hub where everyone goes to at some point so hmm. okay I can I could see it I could I I like I like putting that prediction down that Cody uh you know, reunites with Obi Wan rather than Cody dies. Uh, yeah, right. Himself I do. Blank. I I do fear that uh, if there is like my long term prediction for this season is that this season culminates in a clone rebellion where they fight against the Empire. I don't think it goes their way necessarily, but I do think they'll make an effort to try and fight back a little bit. Mm. Uh, if Cody... that's where I think Cody would die. Oh man, I would. I'd say he probably no. Would he sacrifice himself for crosshair? Would that be? Yeah. I think he would to teach. Yeah, to like teach him the lesson. Maybe that's what gets crosshair to go back. I um, think that's what's cool about a lot of the clones is that like I don't think it matters what side they're on. I think that any of them would sacrifice themselves for any of them. They're brothers, you know, like they are you're my brother, I'm going to sacrifice myself for you. Like, I think that's Aww. kind of a... Yeah, it's too good. It's it's probably going to happen, and I just don't want it to, but... Nor I, but... Uh... Yeah, man, the Bad Batch, it's on a fucking roll. The Solitary Clone was fantastic. 2023 Star Wars is off to a fucking grand start. Indeed a grand is. start. Uh, <laughs> because not only today... Did we get Bad Batch Episode 3? We got two issues of Star Wars comics that I wanted to kind of uh, touch on briefly. But uh, before we do that, do you have any last parting thoughts on the Bad Batch Season 2 Episode 3? Um, were we wanting to rate the episodes each time? I was going to kind of let that sit. You know, I think it's all right. We didn't do the first two. I don't want to retroactively do them. I think at this point we just talk about them. We like it. You know, if there's an episode we don't like, we'll talk about that. But uh that's fair. It would be just it's how do you rate a twenty minute episode? Of it's hard. It's hard. To, it's harder to rate these episodes than it is a than it is any other. Like a Ooh. because I don't. Maybe I don't know. Arcs. Like you could show me any episode of the Bad Batch, and I feel roughly the same about all of them. I just and I just like it. Maybe you if know? we get arcs and they're very defined. Like episodes one through three were definitely this. We can like maybe rank them that way. Um, yeah. at the end possibly but yeah i, th I think as we're yeah maybe at the end of the season we go back and like we like rank episodes personally like what was the highlights mm -hmm. of your se highlights of the season and stuff but uh i'm okay like, we rate a lot of stuff i think it's okay to yeah. not get uh not get mathematical I on dig. this one when mando comes around we'll probably rate that uh but uh i do but yeah so uh and, and like I, I i have a tougher time rating live action than i do or a tougher time rating animation than i do live action True. Just because uh, this shit is gorgeous, like it, like if we're if we're talking about a film critical standpoint, oh. I have a tough time not going like, I don't know, it's probably a what ten. Did they you know? do wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, I don't, and like, man, how is this not like, Pete? If people are still calling this a kids show, like, I don't know. Hey, man, I like, don't know. This, this is, is not a kid. Like, this is not a kids show, really. It's no, like, this is on Star Wars it. This is, is on that Puss in Boots, the Last yeah. Wish type shit. Like, like Star Wars is meant for kids, sure, but like, I don't, I don't know if this, the show's target audience is really the children. I think the target audience is kind of us. I they think the like, target audience is uh, maybe I, like eight, sixteen, fifteen ish. I think. yeah, like I'm like, like I think it's still made to appeal to kids in the same way that the prequel trilogy was made to appeal to us. You know, we can. Like, mm -hmm. retroactively, you look back at Revenge of the Sith, that's a dark fucking movie. You that's know what true. I'm saying? But we loved that shit when we were young. So, like, I think it's a, I think it's a similar thing. I think it's just that, uh, 
we're at an age now where the themes and the story being told, we just have a firmer grasp of. I think what we forget about when we were kids is that what we were in it for was the boom, bang, pop, pow aesthetics and stuff. Yes, we did watch every single Jedi get murdered before our eyes by like one of our favorite characters. And we were just kind of okay with that. As kids, you're not even thinking about it. About that, I'm just not even thinking about that. You're just like, oh shit, Anakin's going. Oh, like he's he's really good at what he does. But now you're like, oh, oh, now I know what he actually did. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You just you just don't pay as much attention to the actual story of shit whenever you're Mm -hmm. whenever you're a kid, and uh, you know this this episode would have been highly appealing for all the action it has that's that's what the first three episodes have all been great at is like if you're a kid mm-hmm. you love these action that's sequences true. like yeah. these action sequences have been epic and uh it's it's been really strong i've i've loved the season so far i'm so happy that it's back i love the bad batch man i'm so ready for the rest of it still got fucking 13 episodes which is awesome uh man. Let's go. Yeah. Tons to go. But What's uh next, yeah. I guess faster. That's next. Not not really much to go off there. Faster? Just yep. Faster. Oh, pod racing is involved. That'd be awesome. Hopefully it's not about their age. Ooh, that would suck. Because I really want to know if they still age quickly after they're battle ready. Or if it's just until they're battle ready, then they age like a normal human, or if they're just still going to age fast. Because I guess that clone in Obi-Wan that was begging for money, that's 10 years. I guess, I don't know, that looks kind of... He looks like he would about 10 years later, you know? Like, it's not like... He's scruffy, but, like, it's because he's on the street, and, like, you know, yeah. whatever. It's but not like, like he had a bunch of white hair going or anything. doesn't look like he's aging twice as much. Yeah, I exactly. Guess. Um could be accelerated, but not as accelerated as we as we've thought it to be before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but interesting. I think that's and that's even cool. even if they age twice as fast, say say the lifespan of a human is a hundred years, which is generous. But say it's say it's a hundred years. They live fifty years. They were born during the the Clone Wars. They live past the original trilogy. On that's true. Yeah, on average. Okay. And from Clone Wars to End of Return of the Jedi is how long? Like, probably about 20, uh, close to 30 years. Okay. So I guess it is still possible. It's still possible for both. We don't know yet. It is possible that they do age twice as fast the whole time. Well, framing it like that, I never really thought about it like that. Rex being about 60 at Return of the Jedi makes sense. Like, that would be about twice. You'd be aging about twice the rate of a normal human. Like, Okay, so they do keep... That's weird. Was it really twice as fast? Because I feel like at the start, though, it was like... It's extremely accelerated, yeah. So it's just from the time that they're... Well, I don't know, because the clone the clones were commissioned <laughs> 10 years before Shit. Attack of the Clones. There's and they're about 20. They're about oh, 20 God. at the beginning of Attack of the Clones. So, they are aging twice as fast. Because it was 10 years from the commissioning of the Clone War. Or from the Clone Army. <laughs> Did they really line it up that well for them just to be battle ready right at wartime? Like right hey, when man. they, I mean, I you, guess you, it was you doubting Palpatine like that. But like that's the thing. It was like it wasn't even Palpatine that started. It was like Palpatine just kind of scooped it up. He didn't even start. A Jedi was the one who was like, "Yo, we need an army. I'm gonna go to Camino and or was it? It was Dooku. Dooku well, working yeah. for Palpatine. But with the alias or the first Jedi to go, Sifo-Dyas. Is that just an alias? I thought that was an actual Jedi, though. That was an actual Jedi. You need to read Dooku Jedi Lost and then Ooh. rewatch Tales of the Jedi. 
Okay. Uh, it's a whole separate thing. Because my uh, current thought was that Sifo Dias was a Jedi that was fed up, and he's like, no, we need an army. I'm going to go do this. And then Dooku told Palpatine, and then Palpatine was like, okay, yeah, let's I think Dooku fucked current. over. Dooku fucked over a longtime homie, Sifo Dias. Sifo Dias' disappearance uh, is a little bit... Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess I yeah. didn't think of that part. Yeah, he's um, gone. You, you've never seen Sifo Dias. That's true. So, I've uh, only heard of his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's there's a lot there's a lot there. So yeah, I think I think that's Pal- Palpatine. He won. Okay, that uh, makes more sense. That's that's okay. what I'm of the mind. But uh, no, I don't doubt him. Um, no, yeah, I know you don't. That's why I was like, that. come on now, come let on let now. Verify that real quick. I know you don't. I know you don't. But uh, yeah, man, the Bad Batch is on a fucking roll. I just wanted to uh, briefly touch on a couple of the new comics from today because we got a couple High Republic stuff. We got the High Republic number four and the High Republic Adventures number two, which were both extremely strong. Uh, can't recommend enough that you get into the High Republic, especially uh, the stuff that's going on right now. Uh, I I covered Battle of Jedi on Patreon last week. Uh, review of that book. The comic book storyline is taking place on Jedi, and it was cool having come off the coattails of that book to watch the events of issue number four and be like, this sounds familiar. This, oh, oh no, oh, I know what's about to happen. Oh shit. It's like separate characters being at different places at the same time. There's like this mention of an explosion in the book that I didn't think anything of, but that explosion occurred in the High Republic number three, and they actually covered that story. And I was like, oh shit, whenever that came together, I was like, holy fucking shit. Whoa. It's happening. The Battle of Jedha is about to pop off. Uh, Mm, That shit was different. Yeah, Uh, That shit was hype. Uh, And I don't want to do much spoilers just because like, it's brand new today. Not everyone's gotten around to it. The High Republic is pretty awesome, and I don't want to spoil much of it. But uh, the characters in the latest High Republic run, super cool. You got like a Jedi Master named Vildar Mac, who is super cool. Uh, Taserek is a former Guardian of the Wills, like Chiridim Way and all that. Like it's it's very very cool. Loving that currently, uh, and it's funny. I wouldn't recommend starting with the comics. Like, uh, that's what I did. Um, you should start with the books if you're going to start in the High Republic, uh, because the, the books enhance the comics like crazy. And if you read the comics first, it lets you know things that happened in the books that are like shocking uh, or supposed okay. to be shocking. I see uh, why the books are better to start with now. Yeah. yeah. And there is like a, there is like a pattern to them that you can do. Like you read one. You read the first book, you read the first six issues of The Higher Pub. I would recommend just reading the books and then reading the comics. It's just a little bit more. You can place them in the timeline that way. The main events mm-hmm. happen in the books. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, but uh, it's it's so fucking good. I love it. And the, the High Republic Adventures is just another really, really fun book that I'm I'm just having a blast with. That's actually Dark Horse Comics that that's getting put out through. And it's following a uh, Jedi Padawan named Sav Malagan, who is an absolute pimp. I love her to death. She's so cool. Uh, and she's currently uh, rolling with some pirates because she's tired of the Jedi way. Uh, she's okay. like, I'm tired of the Jedi Order. I love the Force. The Force is home. But damn, this shit getting boring, bro. Let's have some adventures. So it gets it's, it's getting fun uh, because she's teaming up with Maz Kanata and Dexter Jetster. And it's like... Uh, Dexter Jetster. Dexter. Didn't he go in the draft? Did he go yeah, in the draft? God damn, Dexter Jetster. That's a tongue twister. But... Dexter Jetster. Yeah, no, it's a young Dexter Jetster. It's a young Maz Kanata. They got like a flirty thing going on. It's hilarious. I love okay. it. Uh, but <laughs> issue two was extremely strong. They're they're facing off with like this uh this group called like the Dank Grax. And like I don't have any problem spoiling this one a little bit just because it's it's completely separate from the the actual High Republic events and mm. stuff. But uh yeah, it's like they're they're having like a turf war right now. It's like pirates versus pirate hunters. Okay. And it's super fucking fun. Uh Man. that's uh they introduced like this crazy looking character called like Lazalax or Lazalax Verzen or something, and he's got like a really 
trippy aesthetic going on where he's got like a optical illusion on his skin it's fucking crazy i love oh. like i love the shit they're doing in the comic side of things for star wars and uh mostly the higher public era comics because original trilogy comic era is complicated and convoluted and a lot of crossover and like there's a bit much that happens that it's like did this happen between the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi? Did all all of this, <laughs> all of this happened between those two movies? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but it's it's still so fun, you know. Like you don't have to it's run with universe. it, like oh, this happened. But it's a big galaxy, I guess. Exactly, um, exactly. But yeah, it's it's like whenever you know our main cast of characters starts popping up. Like there's a uh, there's an issue of the Star Wars main run from like 2015 that takes place between a new hope and empire strikes back and luke skywalker and darth vader have a lightsaber battle which would be their first lightsaber battle and it's like i see okay <laughs> it's like okay i don't think that i don't think this one happened uh but uh regardless I, I i don't i've come to be of the mind that you know all these stories exist fuck it you know mm-hmm. yeah. it's it, they don't all have to be canon necessarily but they can all have importance to each reader and each viewer it's it's mm-hmm. fine that way but uh yeah i didn't want to dive too deep into those but the high republic's got some bangers right now the high republic number four fucked and so did uh the high republic adventures number two so uh strongly recommend it like the high republic adventures that's one you could just jump into like you don't even need you don't need anything uh you could just read that especially there's two waves and they're on the second wave the second one Ooh. is awesome but like. uh okay yeah there's a lot of good shit over there in the high republic side of things so i strongly recommend it um the only other thing i was thinking about touching on because it is lucasfilm adjacent it is lucasfilm so it's star wars adjacent mm. is uh the willow series concluded today yeah i saw that uh, whenever i was scrolling through bad batch and it was like season finale and i'm like ooh, ooh. now that it's over i'm like ooh, okay yeah yo and i can't recommend enough watching that movie and then watching that show uh, it is, you know, Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings lost me. I watched one episode of that show and went, yeah. you know what? I'm not that interested. I got through two. Yeah. Dang. Willow That's did good. not do that. Hmm. Willow That's kept good. me. And it's, and it's fantasy. It's epic fantasy shit. It's magic and all, 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 the, all the like. And, uh, strongly recommend viewing the movie first. You don't have to, but it will enhance your experience. Uh, because it's like the next generation. It's like the people in that movie's kids and stuff. And gotcha. Uh, when did the movie I really enjoy out? that. 1988. Okay, so it's a, that's what I thought. I thought I remember it being an actual, uh, an older movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a long time. Uh, it had Val Kilmer. Uh, yeah, he plays a character named Mad Mardigan, which is very cool. Uh, it's got Warwick Davis as Willow, who was Wicked the Ewok in Star Wars. So. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and many other characters in Star Wars. He's been around, but, uh, and he, re- he reprises his role in the, in the show Willow, but, uh, yeah, the, it's got Aaron TV. Kellyman. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Yeah, and the, which rocks. She's awesome. Social the show media like, guy from Spider Man. The guy who's obsessed yes, with social media. Yes. He plays um, a guy named Graydon. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Flash Thompson in the Spider Universe, Spider Man yeah. Universe. Flash, that's right. Uh, Flash Thompson. Yeah, Flash oh, Thompson. I forgot he plays Flash. That's supposed to be Flash. The Oh, because he is a bully. Oh, my God. That just clicked. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, How did that just click for now? Update. Like, yeah. we talked about that. Oh, we haven't talked about that yet. Not technically, quite yet. Uh, for quite some time, several weeks. Yeah, but, actually, uh, not a long. Time. Yeah, and it won't be anytime soon because we're only one episode deep. We got Superman seventy eight on Friday. <laughs> uh, but uh, re- regardless, yeah, that it's got it's got that guy. Uh, it's, it's like uh, it's just really cute. It's really heartwarming. Uh, I love the actors in it. They all are just destined to cross over with Star Wars at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh. I absolutely love the guy who plays Borman. He needs to play a Jedi at some point. Uh, so does the, so does the chick who plays Kit. Aaron Kellyman obviously already popped up in Star Wars, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's just such a great cast of characters, such a great, like, found family sort of story. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, Willow, man, that shit fucked. Mm. Super yeah, good. I need to watch that. It is yeah, on the I list. Might, 
Definitely. Yeah, I might rewatch the movie and then just go ahead and rewatch the show afterwards because I have been watching it for eight weeks now. Hmm. Which yeah. was fun as fuck, but I can't remember everything. I can't remember everything that happened. Uh, this is my problem with TV usually. I, I forget I even watched, like, whenever we were doing all of our rankings for our TV, I'm like, oh yeah, I added six more shows onto my list than I thought that I watched, but... Oh yeah, I did watch that, didn't I? <laughs> but Okay. Yeah, no, it was just a lot of great, a lot of great content today. The Bad Batch season two, episode three, a couple Star Wars comics from the High Republic era and Willow. So Lucasfilm was bringing the heat today. Lucasfilm publishing, Lucasfilm on screen. It's been a good start of the year. We're only 11 days deep and we've gotten a fucking book, two comic books that I'm interested in, three episodes of TV, two episodes of Willow. Like it's, it's been a strong, strong year for Lucasfilm. Been a good year. Yeah. Hopefully they keep yeah, so it going. It's only going to get stronger, man. We got Mandalorian here in a couple months. Uh, Jedi Survivor. Can't wait for the book in between Fallen Order and Survivor. That looks like it's going to fuck. Got a game uh, coming eventually. Open, you know, and then Ubisoft. What? Yeah. Like, whatever that's going to be. That sounds awesome. We got, uh, the future looks bright. In Ahsoka coming at some point oh, this year. Like, God, man, jeez. What are we not? We're gonna we're gonna have our hands full here on Rebellion's Bloom, but we will gladly gladly mm. discuss it. Star Wars is my my deepest love, so I'll continue to come back to it. But with that, I don't have I don't have anything else to talk about. That was all I wanted to talk about on top of the Bad Batch. So, uh, any any parting thoughts here about the Bad Batch or anything else right now? Hmm, I don't think so. I was gonna try to throw in a last minute prediction there, uh, off the wall, wild something, but can't really. Come- anything right now well, nothing nothing there right now uh yeah i don't know i don't know i'm excited though i'm excited to see like the writers are teasing some sort of tie to the mandalorian mm. which i'm like i don't know what the fuck it is but i'm i'm waiting for it uh i'm, I'm excited trying to, yeah i'm trying to keep off of present like leaks and everything like that like about the show i'm just trying to keep keep it yeah like, I watch like it head writer movie. like oh, tweeting wow. oh. tweeting like yeah, you know, people are speculating that there's some sort of tie to the Mandalorian. And, and, like, they're vague about it. They're not like, it's a big tie. They're just like, there's something. You know, like, the, it, it might be like a little Easter egg that's like, oh, we're going to the planet Din Djarin's from, or some shit like that. You know, like, it doesn't have to be. True. Grogu is getting cloned on Mount <laughs> Tantus. You know, like, uh. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that probably is just a little mention, just to connect the universe, you know. Yeah, just a little bit more connectivity. Dave Filoni loves that shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jennifer Corbett, the uh, head writer for this show, has just been dominating. She's incredible. But uh, the show's incredibly well done, man. I, lo- I love it. And the, the music in this episode, we didn't even touch on that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're firing on all cylinders. Like, critically, I can't find a thing they're doing wrong with this no, show. No, it's, it's a it's phenomenal tough. show. Yeah. Fantastic watch. Mm. Now I'm uh, every Wednesday morning. It's that's what's going up. It's gonna be just super nice every Wednesday. I mean, eventually we'll have Mando in there too, so that's crazy. Uh, but for right now, I'm fine with just some Wednesday morning cartoons. I actually and, stayed up till two a.m. for this one. Wow, not I, intentionally. Uh, I tapped out. I uh, was too tired. Yeah, not intentionally. I was just up, and two a.m. rolled around, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit, Bad Batch." Let's yeah, go. That's always nice. Um, yeah, I was debating should I watch Bad Batch or should I watch Willow, but I was like, I only got about thirty minutes, minutes left in me. Yeah, you got yeah. twenty twenty five for a Bad Batch yeah. episode. It's I was like, I only got about twenty five minutes left in me, so yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and watch that and cock out, which I did. I like finished. Like I was like struggling to get through it, and then I was like, episode ended, and I was like, oh, and I fell right asleep. But I uh, got a rewatch of it today. It was good. Uh, mm. But with that, I think we will conclude this episode of Rebellions Bloom. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. I'm so close to catching up with the comics I've uh, I've been missing the last couple weeks. So close, only a few more Marvel ones to review. And then I'll be on to this week, which was another great week. We had a Moon Knight. Uh, we had uh, had some uh, fucking, fucking Flash. There was a Flash book mm. that released this week, which I'm excited to discuss. Let's see what else. Uh, Black Panther, Daredevil, Miles Morales, Photon, Monica Rambeau, 
Lots of goodies. Lots of goodies on the comics side this week. So excited to get into that. That's over on patreon.com slash penny bloom pod, where uh, for three bucks a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is a huge help, uh, would be greatly appreciated. And then, uh, if you would head to Twitter, follow at penny bloom pod, follow on Instagram at penny bloom podcast. Uh, follow us on fucking uh, Letterboxd. I don't know. We got a lot. I got a lot of lists. I'm doing. I'm updating every movie that I watched this year, adding it to the diary and stuff. Uh, giving it a nice little five star rating on Letterboxd. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I just watched John Wick again last night. Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom last night. Celebrating Kiquan's Golden Globe win. I was very excited about oh. that. It was so sweet. It was oh. so sweet. Oh. He's such a nice guy. Oh my god. Oh, what a guy. Man. Thank you, Steven Spielberg. I see you here. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and it was like Temple. I was like, Steven Spielberg won like best director. His fucking speech about the Fablemans made me cry, too. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. OK, so I just got I had to watch Temple of Doom last night. So Steven Spielberg directed Kikwan. I was like, yes. So um, watch that last night. You you know that if you followed on Letterboxd. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> it's that Penny Bloom pot as well. But uh, yeah, with that. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And if you uh, if you were fucking with us, we got the comic book journey through film happening right now. We got the classic Superman 78 getting covered on Friday. We're covering a, a Game of Thrones and our Winter is Blooming rewatch podcast on Mondays. And uh, we got season two, episode two coming up next Monday. We just did the season two premiere last uh, this past Monday. Lots of good content. We're we stay we stay putting pumping it out. We're only about 150 downloads short of 11,000 now. 200 today, which was huge. Uh, thank you so much, whoever did that. You're a sweetheart. Uh, remember, peace, love, and bloom. And peace was never an option. <laughs>